Hello and welcome to a special edition of the Salt and Light Hour. I'm Deacon Pedro. Today, we're going to go into the Salt and Light Archive and we're going to be pulling down some of our favorite conversations from the spring of 2017. We start by speaking with photographer Kristen Brown about photographing saints. And then we reconnect with singer-songwriter Michael James Meddy, who has a new album, Between the Lines. In our second half hour, we travel to Latvia and speak with the director of Radio Maria Latvia, Father Peter Skudra. He tells us all about his ministry and about Latvian Catholic music. Remember to visit us at saltandlighttv.org radio and to comment on what you hear on this program or to ask any questions, look for me, Deacon Pedro, on Facebook or Twitter. We now begin with The Saints Project. What's your idea of the saints? Do you imagine them to be super holy and otherworldly? Or do you imagine them to be ordinary, like you and me? When you think of them, are you thinking of the halos and the brilliance? Are they all white and blonde? Or do you see yourself in those images? I've always imagined the saints to be ordinary. I imagined them with warts and all. So that's one reason why I was drawn to the Saints Project by photographer Kristen Brown. Obviously, she's not taking photos of real saints, but using average-looking present-day models in her portrayals of the saints. And if you're intrigued, stay tuned, because joining me now is the woman behind the Saints Project, Kristen Brown. Kristen, welcome to the Salt and Light Hour. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Yes. Um, so how, f- this is obviously radio. People can't see the project. They can't see the photos. So how would you describe uh, the Saints Project? When I go to the website, what am I seeing? I would say that you're seeing, some people call it a live-action portrayal, or I usually say a modern portrayal of Catholic saints using, it's a photography, so I I dress people in the particular state that I am um, shooting, uh-huh. and, um, and then I shoot that person with a digital camera, and then I load it into Photoshop and try to create an environment that looks like it could have been from that time. Okay, so you so the environment is actually so you're shooting it like on a green screen or a, or a, a back I guess I don't know I, I'm in film so we do use a green screen so the background and everything is created on the computer through Photoshop. Sometimes it is. Sometimes um, I'll pull in some clouds or um, you know like clouds that I've taken pictures of clouds I've taken on a different day or uh-huh. a different um, landscape. But sometimes I'll put them in the actual place that I want them to be in and then just Photoshop it to kind of look um, painterly or have a, have a certain kind of style that I'm going for. Right. Yeah. Okay, so then how did, you come mm-hmm. up with, how did you come up with this idea? How did you start doing these? Um, it was probably uh, like a five years coming sort of thing. I struggled for a long time with... Um, using photography to glorify God in my way, in the way that I felt was still me. Uh-huh. Um, and it was really a long struggle for me, but it was really one day I kind of just was sitting there, was talking to my mom. She said something about St. Sebastian. And all of a sudden I just had this idea of um, doing a photo kind of realistic looking type images you know, they've been done so many times as far as paintings are concerned, but yeah. never really a photo series when it's really kind of relevant, modern, and current, and using real people. Right. Um, and so it really just happened instantly in my mind, and then I had, a, I thought, oh, I could do this for the rest of my life, you know. 
There's so many. So, so you had this idea mm-hmm. of doing Saint Sebastian, and what you went and found some guy, or you asked someone you knew, and you dressed him up and as or undressed him up as Saint Sebastian, <laughs> yeah, and I then know, right? <laughs> you had him pose. How 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 was that? I guess you can talk about Saint Sebastian, but I guess you've done so many. So, what is the process? Um, like, how do you prepare for a shoot? Yeah. Well, I guess it, it depends on the saint and, and what um, they looked like, what they wore. You know, if it was a Carmelite nun, you know, it's a lot different than if it was somebody like St. Sebastian. So, I, at first, it usually starts with either a saint that I have in my mind that I can't stop thinking about, and I'm waiting to find the right person to fit along with that, or the other way around, as a person I met or a person I know, and I just need to find the right saint for them. And then when I do, and it feels right, um, I will just start finding the right pieces of clothing or go start looking for the right place to shoot them. And and then it sort of just comes together kind of slowly. Sometimes it takes a while until it's really ready to go out and, and shoot that person. And then it takes another couple of days until the final product is done. It sounds like you would have to... Uh, um, do research. I mean, you need to find out who the saint was and what what their life was like, what historical period they lived in, um, and and yeah. then decide what if it's like an a- live action shoot. Like, what is that mm-hmm. moment mm-hmm. in that saint's life that you're trying to capture? Yeah, yeah. There is a lot of that for each saint. I try to do. I try to find out as much about them as I can. And I also like to incorporate them into my prayer as well and right. see if there's any particular thing that I am feeling God wanting me to sort of bring out, you know, um, for Joan of Arc was a good one. I have a, I love Joan of Arc. And, okay. um, I kept thinking of the moment after like her victory, her victory moment kind uh-huh. of. And, um, and so I really wanted to kind of try to capture that in, in that particular image. So, yeah, there's a lot of reading, a lot of finding out about them and and sort of becoming friends, I guess. You know, I kind of feel like right. I have relationships with them afterwards. Yeah. Right. I was going to ask you about Joan of Arc because if you go to your website, that's the logo. It's the image of Joan of Arc, your, your image yeah, of Joan yeah. of Arc. Because um, <laughs> I was going to also ask you, what is your favorite saint? So would you say Joan of Arc? She's definitely one of them. I mean, it's really hard to pick just to pick one. one you know? I, know. I have, I know. yeah, I, there's so many. I love Padre Pio. I love Saint Peter and Joan of Arc, and yeah, it's hard. Um, how do you find the person? Like, can I can I call you and say, hey, I I, I want you to take a picture of me as my favorite saint, um, and then you can help me pick. I don't know Saint Ignatius because I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. is that something that you would do, or do you? Is it more your own idea of what this saint would have looked like? I mean, so far it's been my my interpretation. Okay. You know, I usually am the one going up to someone and saying, oh, you know, would you mind doing this thing for me? Um, but there have been a few people who've reached out to me and said, could I be a part of it? And then I, I, I've said, yeah, let me find the right thing for you. And then sometimes it takes months, you know, before I get back to them and say, oh, this, you know, this one. Blessed Imelda was one of them. Okay. Um, a woman reached out to me and said, I would love for my daughter, you know, to be in this. And I, I said, okay, well, give me some time. And then I, um, it was months later, um, I came across Blessed Amel, and I was like, oh, she would be perfect for this. So then, you know, we followed through with that. Yeah, you have some some saints there, like Imelda, that I hadn't heard about before. That so that's kind of cool. Yeah. As well, why, mm-hmm. why are saints important? Why even do this with saints? Well, I guess for me, I, it's very personal. You know, it almost feels like. Some of it is for myself. I grew up 
I was a cradle Catholic. I grew up very Catholic. Um, but whenever I was going through any kind of struggles in my life, the saints were always the ones that I, I would say kept me Catholic, you know, because I just couldn't understand how they could live their lives so dedicated. Like I almost felt like they knew something that I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And that just their, their faith, you know, was just extraordinary to me. And, and each story is so interesting and, and unique and everything that they bring to the table and what they did for God was just kind of unbelievable in a lot of, a lot of them, you know? Yeah. And so I just feel like as a young person and in, in the generation of, of, you know, young people now, um, we sort of have this idea that the saints are far away, they're old, they're boring. And um, and when we, we read about them, we find out that, first of all, they're not at all boring. You know, I mean, Joan of Arc was just unbelievable. She's just crazy cool. Yeah. And, um, you know, and, and the things that she's, she's done was just amazing, and all of them, really. Right. Um, yeah. So, so the... I just wanted that to, be, to become kind of um, something that young people would understand, is that they're not old, they're, they're now, and they're you, you know? Yeah. Um, you also say in, in your kind of vision statement that you also want to create community. Well, how does that aspect of the project work? Um, I, I wanted to do something that involved other people and involves other people all the time. You know, so for me, I think with photography, a lot of the time you can shoot self portraits, you can shoot objects, you can do things that make it really about you and what you, um, want and what you what you're doing your own feelings as an artist um but i really wanted it to be more about what god wanted me to do and what god wanted all of us to do together you know what i mean and and so to just have that person in the position of the scene and have them you know bring something to the project as well and then to just repeat that over and over again you know and yeah have have as many people involved as I could. Yeah, for sure. Now, uh, one last question. You're the photographer. Clearly, I know where you stand. You stand behind the camera. But have, have you done one? Yes. Are you one of the saints? Or no, would you do I one? haven't. I don't know. I mean, I, I've thought about it. There's a couple things that I, you know, that I love and that I feel connected to. Yeah. Um, but then when it comes time to doing that, it just never felt quite right. So I haven't done one yet, no. And I, I, guess, and I guess, I, I guess uh, one last question now that you made me think, how do the, 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 your subjects, your models, I guess, how do they respond to, to this experience of having to stand in? I mean, the, the young woman who you have in several portraits as Mary, first of all, she's beautiful. Yeah. And like, mm-hmm. she must, that experience for her must be a very unique experience as well. Yeah, she was. In, that was an incredible story. I'll try to make it super quick. Um, I was looking for a Mary. I had. I really wanted to shoot Mary images, and her name was Maria Cahill. She was actually Miss Delaware, 2011. Okay. And I saw her do a, a talk, a pro-life talk on YouTube or something, and I had never met her before. And I, um, I had to reach out to her. I just felt like she was the right wow. person, so I did. And eventually, yeah, she she agreed to do it. We met up a bunch of times, and she, you know, she's incredibly devout. She's really amazing. And um, her experience, yeah, I asked her, how do you, you seem like you change, like something happens when you're portraying Mary, yeah. all these images, they come out really beautiful, you know? And um, and she, her her experience, you know, from sitting in front of the camera is just, she's constantly just praying the whole time, mm-hmm. you know? And, and, and so I know not everybody's doing that, you know, some people are more connected to their faith than others, um, but it seems like people are honored to portray a saint, you know, yeah. even the people who aren't necessarily... Uh, very religious or even Catholic, like they, and that that always says something to me that these people they can see that it's an honor, you know, to be right. 
to be portraying someone so incredible. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, we got to yeah. leave it there, but this is so exciting. I, I, okay. I hope you can think. I'm going to send you a picture of me, and you can tell me if you can think of, if you think <laughs> I look like St. Ignatius or someone, and you, you can take a picture of me. Okay, we're going to leave it there. Thank you, Kristen. Thank this, you. Is, this, right. this is great. Thank you for doing <laughs> it. It sounds like it's a lot of fun, and uh, I, I, the it images is. are beautiful. So thank you. Thank you. All right. Kristen Brown is a photographer and the creator of The Saints Project. You can look at her photographs and purchase them at the website, thesaintsproject.org. Here now is our featured artist of the week, Michael James Meddy, with Blessed Jesus from his new album, Between the Lines. At the break of day let your help be sent with haste show your tender love blessed jesus let my lips proclaim with my every pause and praise your greatness lord blessed jesus blessed jesus Blessed Jesus, every day, every night, at thy feet I lay my life. Blessed Jesus, when the sun is high, let my mind and soul arise to the holy place with you, Jesus. In the noontime still Be my clarity and will Light my path for me Blessed Jesus Blessed Jesus Blessed Jesus Every day, every night At thy feet I lay my life Blessed Jesus In the cool of night Keep my candle burning bright Let me not stop now Praising Jesus May my soul proclaim You are merciful and great Your Jesus, blessed Jesus, blessed Jesus, every day, every night, at thy feet I lay my life, blessed Jesus, with my final breath, when I
That was Michael James Meddy with Blessed Jesus from his new album, Between the Lines. Now, last we spoke to Michael James Meddy, it was March 2015, and he had just spent a year or so traveling across the United States with his family in an Airstream mobile home um, and had just finished his last album, Arts and Humanity. My, now, Michael James and his family upgraded their mobile home for a tour bus and have now been on the road for four years and have added two members to their family. And the music has also grown into a full family band. Um, and there's a new album, which we've been listening to between the lines. So there's a lot to talk about. <laughs> um, uh, so that's why I'm really happy to welcome Michael James Meddy back to the Salt and Light Hour. Michael James, welcome. Oh, thank you so much, Deacon. How are you doing today? I'm good, but I just want to know about you've been four. It's been four years that you've been on the road. Yeah, isn't that crazy? <laughs> it, it is. So, because because I remember when you first told me about and you you were all excited about the airstream and you thought you know like we have no time limit. We'll just go until we get tired of this. Right, right. And then I thought you when you traded in the air or the airstream died. I don't remember what happened. And you, but then you you kept going so tell me about that what was that decision like why continue right. so going we, we kind of whenever we uh, we had the idea for the airstream uh, yeah. and traveling kind of as a family uh, a, a radically integrated model you might say yeah um and we we kind of kind of yoked ourselves to a one-year time frame like let's you know it's going to be there's going to be days where we just want to give up and run away yeah but let's let's commit to a year and so we did that and at the end of the year we sat back and we looked at the fruits and we looked at the opportunities that we had had to meet people and uh, opportunities for our kids to see the country and to learn about mm -hmm. uh, our great nation and, and God's creation and, and just see, um, you know, pockets of, of faithful, faithful communities and to be able to share the gospel and, and music. Uh, it was just super abundant. The fruits were obvious. And so we said, let's, let's keep it going. That's and so amazing. we did that. Um, as you said, you know, we, we uh, upgraded from the Airstream, which had certain limitations, to a yeah. tour bus. And uh, man, uh, God just keeps rocking our world. I tell you, over and over again. Okay, so so you, but there's there's you and your wife, and you got six children, correct? Right. We're we're expecting number seven. Oh, in about amazing! Weeks, Congratulations. So. Yeah, we so, around. So, what does this tour bus look like? Well, it's a converted MCI uh, coach. It used to be a, a New Jersey Transit bus. It had yeah. seats in it, and. Uh, about 10 years ago, or about, I'm sorry, about 20 years ago, somebody had um, had converted it into an entertainer coach. So it has a bedroom in the back and six uh -huh. bunks, has a shower, a little kitchenette. Wow. And um, it's it's I mean it's it's very small. You know, it's like 200 square feet. Yeah. But it allows us to uh, to live out our, our mission and, and travel around the country. So it's it's been a great blessing on our family. Okay, and explain this to me because your your daughters they must be mm -hmm. if not teenagers already very close to that age. Right, my oldest daughter just turned 13. Right. And her and Trinity have been uh, active in the concert for about the last year, um, really in a with helping to set up right, they and tear down, uh -huh. and then also performing on stage. So they sing with you, um, right? And I'm sorry, say that again? They sing with you. Correct. Well, Gabby yep. sings, she also plays guitar. Oh, nice. And Trinity sings and also plays violin and piano oh, for different songs. cool. And then we're... we're We've been rehearsing this summer while we're taking some time off, having a baby, and booking yeah. our fall tour. Our third daughter, Charity, has been learning drums. Nice. And it is about to, it, we're just about to blow the whole thing up because she, her, her joy <laughs> and her energy level and her like happiness on stage, it, it, if I could bottle that up and sell it, I would be a wealthy, wealthy man. Okay, so you, we're not talking about three uh, teenage 
pre-tween girls that are just tired of be living in a 200 square foot space with her, their parents no no they're like <laughs> it, they're just so excited uh, i mean it, i can't even convey to you how how much joy and happiness there is uh in, in the live show it, it's it's great it's super abundant that's great so the, so then this is what you do you go around you go to parish communities or i guess any community that will welcome you and you do a concert and that's how you're making a living yeah, yeah. God, God has just rocked our world with that, and uh, it, it keeps, um, it just keeps like getting better and better. It really does. Uh, so we we perform this ninety minute event. We tell people it's somewhere between a rock concert and a parish mission. Right. And so uh, my daughters are on stage with me. We also use a lot of technology, a lot of lights and video. Yeah. Um, to kind of keep people's attention and to keep it really engaging yeah. and exciting, we have this like video uh, projection backdrop wall. Um, and then uh, my wife also shares some of our testimonies. So there's yeah. moments, uh, you know, that, that's more uh, experiential or more kind of inviting people into our story and, and sharing how God has worked through that. And then uh, we take up a donation, and that's how we've supported our family for the last four years, uh, traveling. And and, wow. uh, and like I said, God has just been super abundant with, uh, with His grace and, and with the gifts, and our family has been honored and privileged to be able to share our family this way. That's amazing. So uh, in the last four years, how many shows like these have you, or I guess maybe in the last year, how many shows are you doing a year? We we average about 80 shows a year. Wow. So we normally take a couple months off in the summer. We take mm-hmm. a month of May off in December. And a good balance for us is to be at a, at a community on a, a weekend. Like the, a lot of times we'll play a song at the masses and invite people to a Sunday evening concert. Yeah. And then again on a Wednesday night, which oftentimes those are like faith formation or yeah. a, a PSR or a youth group or something like that. Right. Uh, but there have been times. I mean, we've played we played uh, ten shows in fourteen days. Uh, sometimes you know uh-huh. it's just back to back to back, and yeah. those can get grueling and exhausting when you don't have um, when you don't have time to relax and and yeah, recoup and exactly. spend time as a family. Exactly. And so we try to balance both of those. You know. Yeah. Um, that sometimes we'll take a week off and we'll just enjoy a couple of days at the beach and relaxing and nice. praying and yeah. uh, and kind of recouping. Uh-huh. Now, and obviously at some point in there, you're also writing new music because there's a new album. So Right. Um, tell me about that because you must have taken time off to record. So, yeah, we did. So about a year ago, um, you know, I, I recognized it was time for another album and we served at the summer camp in Kansas and I talked to the director there he said, we need somebody to lead praise and worship music for the campers. Uh, you know, if you could do that. And I said, well, I need to take time away from driving and, uh, and you know, be able to write and record this album. And so he let me set up my, my home studio, my studio in the chapel hmm. at the camp there. Yeah. And it was basically in the cry room. So there was like this, this window <laughs> where I could be there and write and record in front of the Blessed Sacrament. I mean, nice. how beautiful is yeah. that? Yeah. Wow. You know? How awesome is this? And so in the in the evenings, you know, when they needed me to do music for the camp, I would go out there. And then a lot of the days it was just, you know, trying to listen and trying to create something that was beautiful for the Lord. And, uh, and so, yeah. um, I mean, the whole experience of writing and recording was really, really based in, in prayer and in community and in service there. Beautiful. And I'm, I'm really, really proud of the, uh, of the result. Yeah, no, and it sounds great. What, uh, why Between the Lines? So between the lines is a is kind of a uh, a reflection on the last couple years of our lives that I think people sometimes they think they think that the the church has these rules that are very restrictive 
And, uh, and there are guidelines to live a life of joy, but within those lines, between those lines, there's a lot of freedom. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of freedom to uh, express your faith, to express uh, your, your, your love for God in really, really creative ways. And so we're working on um, encouraging people to see you know, God's moral law or the church's law not as restrictive, but as freeing. Right. And, and being able to express, you know, our, our love for him between those lines. Mm-hmm. That's, that's an interesting, interesting idea. So do you, do, when you're doing the concerts, do you incorporate sort of that message into, like if you're doing a parish mission or... Right, exactly. Yeah. So we're getting ready to, we're in the process of building a new show that's based on this album, and, mm-hmm. and it'll break that concept open very concretely. Um, yeah, I, I don't want to give away too much of it yet. But, uh, <laughs> it's gonna be, it's gonna be, it's gonna be really, really excellent. Good, good. I'm, I'm hoping that people are getting excited so they can bring you into their community. I'm hoping that I know we've talked about this, but we need to bring you up to Canada, yeah, um, or at least to Ontario. Um, just one last question that I'm curious: when you're working this new, uh, I, I guess, presentation, the concert idea with with the new album, uh, do you incorporate your daughters now that they're part of the show? And how do you like? How do you work that as a family? Right. So that's what we've been doing for the last couple of weeks here. We've been at our home base in Illinois yeah. and we have a rehearsal room. And so every morning we go to morning mass and then we come home and uh, we just go through the songs for an hour, an hour and a half and take a break for lunch. And a lot of times we'll come back in the afternoon. And so we're, uh, we're learning all of those songs now, all the songs that I recorded last year. And, yeah. Um, that now we have to work on um, bringing that, you know, on the road. Yeah. Bringing it to life. And, and I guess the girls, you have a boy too, right? Um, or we, have, we have two boys. Two boys. Right. So we yeah. have four girls, and then two boys, and then we and have another another girl is coming in a oh, couple okay, weeks. So good. that'll be number seven. Good. I was going to say there. I'm, I presume they're being homeschooled as well at some at correct some point yeah, in the day. Correct. That's a lot of work. That's it's a great they're, blessing. They're yeah. School, not homeschooled. <laughs> I love it. Love it, <laughs> um, Michael. That's all the time we have. But um, I, I love the music. I mean, I always have liked your music, and I love this album. It's uh, it's uh, very lively. And it's great to hear uh, what you're doing with the family. And as I said, we hope that you can uh, continue and uh, maybe we'll even see you in person somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. I would love that. Thank you so much for your support, Deacon. You're very welcome. You can learn more about Michael James Meddy and his family and purchase the new album Between the Lines and also find out how to bring them to your community at their website. MichaelJamesMeddy.com. Meddy is M-E-T-T-E. Meddy. I'm going to put that link on our site so you can find it easily, michaeljamesmeddy.com. Here now is Michael James with Hire from his new album, Between the Lines. Take me 
We're listening to Michael James Meddy with Higher from his album Between the Lines on this special edition of the Salt and Light Hour. I'm Deacon Pedro. Check out our website at saltandlighttv.org slash radio. Welcome to the Salt and Light Hour Part 2. I'm Deacon Pedro. I'm going to guess that many of you either have never heard of Latvia or are not quite sure where Latvia is. Well, Latvia is a former Soviet republic located between Estonia and Lithuania on the Baltic Sea. Last year, we had the chance to welcome the director of Radio Maria Latvia, Father Peter Skudra, to Salt and Light for a week as he was starting his work in media. Father Peter came back this year, and so we thought we'd learned a bit about his work and about the church in that country, a church that has existed since the 12th century. I spoke to Father Peter in our Salt and Light Hour studio earlier this week. Father Peter, welcome back to Salt and Light. Um, it's good, so good to have you. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Too. I know, when we met, remember, we were in a little closet, <laughs> and now we have a, a proper studio. Um, now, you're, of course, a, a radio veteran. Tell me a little bit about how you ended up doing, being the director of, of Radio Maria in Latvia. Well, it's an um, interesting story because I never wanted to... Well, actually, I never was thinking of, you know, becoming a radio voice. Um, when they started Radio Maria in Latvia, it was like, um, you know, test version for a year, and my friend... Uh, he was studying in seminary for a while uh-huh. and he left and he started to work there and he said Peter you have to come and you have to m- make some program and I said yeah 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 you know but did you have any radio experience or broadcast? no uh, nothing, nothing nothing he just said you know Peter you you love to talk and you have to go there <laughs> <laughs> and I said come on because I, w- I was suspicious actually by this radio thing you know Catholic radio radio really Marie, it might be you know something for the old people and, and boring and, and nothing you know for the progressive you know, uh-huh. young people like I, I am, and and yeah, I was in, in that period. I was one year old priest, yeah, just in the parish. You know, and I, I loved my parish, and it was nice, nice, nice city. Actually, we were in five parishes, and then Bishop t- told me one year later. He said, "You know, Peter, I want you back in Riga, in capital." Uh-huh. And I said, "Why? I, I want just you, you know, to take care of uh, youth center and, and and to cooperate with our media with the." Radio Maria, which is going to launch in two months, and, and right, and um, with the with the newspaper, and, and I said, okay, what does it mean to cooperate? He said, well, <laughs> you just you know find find your way, and one month later, it was November, and uh, in October he took me the, uh, to the Riga, and, and one month later he said, you know, Peter, they are looking for the director which can be permanently in the studio. The other one he is like half time in parish, half time in studio, and actually. Right. It's very difficult. The, you know, the the headmasters of, of, of Radio Maria World Family, they insist on other director which can be permanently right. there. And, and I have nothing else but you. And I said, well, what does it mean? You, you are going to be a director. And, and we are, you know, going on there like in two weeks. And I said, wow. I said, well, two weeks and I have no experience. And I don't know even what Radio Maria is, you know. Yeah. 
And he presented me to coordinator of, of uh, Europe, and he said, okay, fine, Peter, let's just start, and I will explain you very, you know, <laughs> shortly. And in one hour, I became, you know, a director That's of Radio That's amazing. Maria. Okay, yeah. okay, I have so many questions. So b- back up a little bit, because when you were growing up, so Riga, for people who might not know, Riga is the capital of Latvia. Yeah. For, for, so when you were growing up, did you grow up Catholic? Yeah. My and parents were very, very Catholic. My is, mother... Is, is, is the Catholic Church uh, fairly uh, big in Latvia? Well, the well, Roman Church? Yeah, it's the Roman Latin? Catholic Church, Latin. And I don't know what do you mean by big. It's not well, as big as Canada, but... <laughs> but do you have a, is, is it a large Catholic population in Latvia? Well, my bishop says that it's a quarter of population. Okay. So, and when you were growing up, the church was not repressed. That was before? Well, I was born just in the moment when our government signed, you know, paper that they are going away from the Soviet Union. So right. And next year, we were like, you know. Okay. And, and when, when Latvia was part of the Soviet Union? Until 1990. And was the church repressed? Uh, yeah. I guess. Yeah, it, was, it was quite, well, you could not, uh, you know... Uh, express your faith freely. If right. you were a teacher and you somehow someone knew that you're, you know, believer, doesn't matter, Catholic, Lutheran, they Baptist, you just, you know, you're out of school. Discriminate yeah, against yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Would you, so when you were growing up, there would not have been anything like Catholic radio or television? <laughs> and Forget about that. No. But uh, when I grew up, we had a, a program uh, in a national television. Yeah. Uh, it was supported by, I think, American Bishop Conference. So yeah. they made once a week, uh, I don't remember, half or half an hour or 40 minutes long, you know, uh-huh. program on TV about right. Christian stuff. Right. So, okay, so that kind of explains why you would have been suspicious about broadcasting for the Catholic Church. Yeah, and, and the other, other thing is that uh, we already have a Christian radio which broadcasts from 1992, but it's led by a very fundamental Baptist. So or he now he says that he doesn't pro- yeah. belong to any denomination. Okay. So he's on his own. And people are very suspicious because of this radio. It, you know, it's very fundamental. and Right. We sometimes church... Well, Baptist, Catholic, and Lutheran Church has problems about because people make reference to the radio, and and, and we mm. have to say, you know, it's, not, it's a not Christian now, statement. It's just one guy, of course. And I would think that the Catholic population of Latvia is much larger than the non-Catholic Christian population, the the evangelical. No, actually, actually, Protestants uh, d- during the history, the, there have been more influential than Catholics. Yeah. For now, well, yeah, we are like four equal parts of one quarter of Catholics, one quarter of Protestants, one quarter of Orthodox people, and then there is one quarter of people who doesn't believe anything right. or they are, you know, some right. pagan or something. And the relationship between the Roman, the Latin Rite, the Roman Catholic Church, and the Russian Orthodox Church, is it a good relationship? When the Russian Orthodox Church, it's most difficult because they always need to have, you know, permissions from the higher, you know, okay. bishops and patriarchs, etc. It's easier with the Protestants. We have yeah. many, many ecumenical things and prayers and, and you know, it's with the Orthodox people, it's, it's a bit slower because of their, you know, all the system, how they, right. how they work. And, and uh, um, uh, explain a little bit about how Radio Maria works. I don't know if our listeners in the United States 
are familiar with radio. There must be Radio Maria in some there places is, in the I United States. I think there is in Spanish and English. In Spanish. I know in Panama there's Radio Maria, and that's probably the, the most well-known Catholic radio station in Panama, and probably a lot of Latin American countries. I know it exists in Poland. So, but, but it's, so it's a, it's a, explain a little bit how Radio Maria is, is the Polish is Radio Maria is, is completely different thing. There is, is this, this the, the, there is this world family which started in Italy in, in 1980s, yeah, and, and which is spread out of you know all over the world, mm-hmm. and uh, it's like 70 countries or something. And uh, the Polish, they are you know it's different it's business. Okay. Uh, what I like about Radio Maria is it's really like a family. Yes. You know, and, and the main main basic idea is to bring people together to let them participate, uh, you know, common prayers or common discussions, although they cannot attend their parish, you know. That was the idea when, when it all started as a um, amateur radio station. The priest yeah. in his parish, he saw that he's organizing some events for the parish, but one is working, another one is sick in the hospital, another right. one is old in his house. So they couldn't participate altogether. So he wanted to find, you know, tool to bring all them together. Uh-huh. It's it's in Radio Maria. So that's why basically our programs are online, uh, on air, uh, yeah. live. So the people can call, they can intervene, you know, with their questions or yes. commentaries. And uh, this is part I like in Radio Maria. And so you're producing programs 24 hours? Like well, you're airing, you're broadcasting 24 yeah, hours a day? Yeah, we're broadcasting 20 hours. Four hours. And how much of those programs are locally produced by you? Everything? Well, I, I uh, have only uh, catechesis in the morning. Mm-hmm. So, but it's like every working day. So five catechesis every yes. day. I most I try to invite other priests uh, also. Yeah. But basically, all the programs we have almost forty programs, really? different programs, wow. and they are produced led by our our volunteers. So we have plenty <laughs> of volunteers who come. They prepare program. They find vi- uh, guests and they make right. interviews and it's it's am- it's amazing how they how they dedicate their free time for this right right um i know we were just looking at the clock and i think that what i would like to do father if you don't mind because we have so much more to talk about and maybe we can continue recording but i'll air the second part of the interview in the next program because i want to talk to you about the catholic music in latvia oh i would and like to. that would be great if you don't mind staying i would love to that was a conversation I had with Father Peter Skudra, the director of Radio Maria in Latvia, earlier this week. You can learn more about his work and the work of Radio Maria at their website, rml.lv. Here now is another featured artist from Latvia, Ines Sulzanoka, with Psalm 130 from her album Talita Kum. <laughs> Pia salto tevi, kungs klausi, us klausi manu balsi, ja tu gribi noziegumus pielidzināt, kas gan lai pastāv. Kungs, kas lai pārstāv Izrael, cerīju 
Tie tevis ir piedošana, lai visi tevi bīstās. Es gaidu skungu, paļaujos uz viņa vārdu, man atvēcele gaida, gaida uz Vairākā nakts arī gaida uz rītā asmu That was Inez Suzanoka with Psalm 130 from her album Talita Kum. And the refrain of that psalm setting was, Israel have hope in the Lord. Last week, we spoke with Father Peter Skudra, director of Radio Maria Latvia. He told us about his work in radio and a bit about the church in Latvia. After we taped last week's show, Father Peter stayed on and we spoke about Catholic music and Catholic musicians in Latvia. Here is that portion of the conversation. So last time we spoke, uh, Father Peter, um, a little bit about you and the work that you do with Radio Maria in, in Latvia. Um, uh, and I was going to ask you, we talk, you talked about a lot of the programs. You said you produce about 40 programs um, yeah. with volunteers. Is any of your programming music programming? Oh, yeah. Uh, my colleague, she does amazing work. She, every two 
speaks, she produces program which is called God in a Contemporary Music. Uh-huh. So she, <laughs> we have uh, broadcasted on air like Limp Bizkit and Queen and, and oh, things like really? this. And then she, you know, connects it to the catechism, to the Bible and, and, and shows that you see that in in this song they want to say they are singing about certain values and those values, you know, we have common. I think it's it's very... This is my my favorite program just because I think this is how we can talk to the contemporary world. Interesting. Yeah. So that's but she's using secular music. Only secular Only music. Only pop music. Yeah. Um n- n- would you have opportunities to uh, to broadcast or air Catholic music here? I- in your radio I station in Radio Maria yeah, or well we have mainly a talk radio station. It's uh, yeah, mostly talk radio station but we have time for music too yes and uh yeah we have also let's call it catholic music but um Mm -hmm. there are not too many catholics who produce music because to be a musician in latvia it it means that you have some work and then in your free time you you write music and and then you you know play (laughs) yes it's like you know hobby a very expensive hobby but Mm -hmm. there are some some people who have dedicated their life free time for for playing some music yeah of course you know the reason why I'm asking you and, and throughout the program we've been hearing some artists from Latvia oh yeah um, so you and of course the only connection I have to Catholic we can call it Catholic music in Latvia is you so you uh, chose these three groups or these artists so that we could play some music tell me a bit a little bit about the first one the first one is a, a band called seminarians because <laughs> it's a seminary are they band. seminarians and the story with this band, it's my most favorite one <laughs> because I was part of it. When I was in seminary, I, I saw that there are so many talented guys, you know. Yeah. There was one guy playing guitar, the one who d- didn't finish seminary, now he works in the Radio Maria. Yes. He's like, you know, he's like guitar hero. He's wow. He can play Pink Floyd or whatever you want, <laughs> you know, and, and he does it freely. And he was writing his own music. And there was one other guy who was DJ. Uh-huh. Since he was 16 years old, he was playing, you know, mu- music in the clubs, and and even during the seminary, he was recording some, you know, strange sounds and putting all this together in this ambient music. Uh-huh. And and there are other guys. My my classmate, he was a professional musician, studied in in Berlin and, and playing uh, this um, contrabass and uh, all these things, yeah, you know, and plenty of them singing and playing, and and then I said. The the DJ guy said, "Come on, maybe you can make some, you know, beats." And then the Maris, the other guy, he can play yes. his guitar. You know, he said, "Yeah, yeah, ask Maris to play some guitar, and I will, you know, put some beat under it." And then I go yeah. to Maris, and Maris says, "Okay, let's ask Eddie's to make, you know, some beat, and I will play the guitar on it." And it's like, you know, playing this ping pong. Yeah. And and in a certain moment, I I just I felt in my heart that God is asking me to just gather them together and say come on guys yeah. let's let's make a band let's let's play something and 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 they really came there were like you know 10 seminarians came and they said okay peter what we are going to play and i said well and maris raised his hand the guitar guy he mm-hmm. said actually i have composed a mass really and it all ended up we started with those mass parts like sanctus and kiri and everything yeah. this and we ended up with the 15 or 16 songs mm-hmm. written just by seminarians there was one guy, he was just playing his um, whatever instrument it was. He yeah. just played in his school, you know. He said he never tried to write. 
Right. He wrote three songs, and I think one of them is what the best song in the really? whole album. Yeah, really. And he's still continuing to compose. So you gl- they played together as seminarians, but they didn't. They obviously s- most of them are priests now. Do they still play together or no? Half. You know, uh, recently I saw a video recorded uh, when they first performed, and I saw just right half of them are priests and half of them have left. Right. Good. Yeah. Good. Okay. Good. Um, tell me a little bit about the next group. The next group, uh, uh, actually, it's a singer. She's um, mm-hmm. uh, she's working in in in, uh, in uh, Warsaw as a representative of our country in in in, in, um, in embassy. Okay. Uh, and yeah, she spends her free time to produce music, to sing, to write music, mm-hmm. and um, she's also a good friend of mine, and she's very active in in, in the church. So. I think this this work this album she recorded two years ago it's like work of her life right. since she plays somewhere and, and performs finally she got this opportunity to record an album. Yeah. What is her name? Uh, Inessa. Inessa. So tell me a little bit more about her. So what kind of music? I mean, we. Uh, we well, it's uh, she is more like you know when you go in bar and there is this jazz band in the back. Right. So and, background. Uh, yeah, she's like like. Well, it's my opinion. I associate with with mm. this music here, but you know, when I listened to the album, I was thinking, okay, it's kind of you know, girlish, you know, producing. But when I saw when I saw her in a mass, I asked her to come to my parish where I was a vicar, mm-hmm. and when she performed during the mass and after the mass, it was amazing. She, I really what I appreciate in her, it's it's how she can, you know, draw attention. And, and everyone is really listening. So she's a good performer. Oh, yeah. And I think that she performs much better than she have recorded an album, but and I cannot she, tell it. Well, no, I think that's for a lot of people. Um, it, it, does she compose her own music as well? Yeah. 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 And w- so you say she's Catholic, but is, she, is it music to evangelize? Or, I mean, obviously some music is liturgical. <sighs> some of music. Actually, the basic concept of album is Song of Songs. Okay. It's like dedication to love, and that's why there is three-part song called Shim Hashirim, which uh, comes, you know, Hebrew word comes from the Song of Songs. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's her version about the love and uh, this, um, you know, divine love for right. us. That in this Song of Songs, she she sees that um, it's also a story about God's love for the mm-hmm. soul and. Uh, nice. Yeah, but also some parts of your for for liturgy like Gloria or something. Right. Like that. Okay. Yeah. Good. Okay. And then the last group. What are the last they? group co- is called Ex Animo, uh, uh-huh. which means like from heart, from soul. Uh-huh. And it's it's an interesting story about them because um, it was quite big band. It started as a parish band, you know, for the youth mass. And yeah. And uh, there were two leaders, a guy and a girl, and now sh- they are married. And last week they got fourth kid you know yeah. their birth <laughs> and it's it's very interesting story it's like family which have been you know on stage and all the catholics know everything about them because when they get married everyone finds out in the next concert they you know both <laughs> wear <laughs> rings on their yes. fingers well one year later on they they see that on the stage there is one little kid you know walking around because it's their kid their and kid. and they always That's like great. do like that and, and and now they have four kids but they still s- continue to perform and it's 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 amazing how this you know 
simple parish band have become mm-hmm. like like national yeah. known Catholic band. Amazing. So that's Exanima. Um, so here in North America, sometimes you would have a large Catholic gathering, like at World Youth Day, um, uh, and you would bring some groups. Does that sort of thing would happen at a national level? Maybe if you have a youth event, would you bring some of these groups to sing? Yeah, basically, those are also uh, youth days, but yeah. Uh, for musical performances, we, we in, because Catholic bands, you can count them on fingers. Yes. So if you invite every year the same bands, you know, it's becoming boring. So that's why we have <laughs> plenty of Protestant bands. Okay, and I see. Baptists, actually, Baptists are very good at they playing are. music yes. in our country. Production, and and every, almost every bigger parish has very good quality band uh, with good, you know, equipment. And, and they play also in Catholic events and then this is actually other thing we didn't talk in last program that all the all the denominations stick together. Oh, that's good. And 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 this is interesting how you see the Baptist band performing, you know, youth days, uh, national right. youth days uh, right. for Catholics or, yeah. or vice versa. There is some right. Baptist even, and there is Exanimo playing, you know, the Catholic band. And right, right. Um, now the last thing, and we also didn't talk about this at the last uh, last time we spoke, but you're not a musician, even though you obviously have a passion for music. I have passion for music. I love to listen to music and. Uh, St. Augustine said, and I completely yes. agree with him, that it's divine ability to make music mm-hmm. and to play music. And Well, unfortunately, I don't have this ability, but I love people doing that. So mm-hmm. that's why I try to encourage seminarians to try to perform, and, and I didn't expect such a you know result as... Uh, I know, that's great. ...own recorded album only our own 100% our own written songs and then music mm-hmm. it's amazing it's, it's am- amazing. I would like to produce some more album but well, good. I have to find people who are crazy enough to spend their free time to record well, I'm it I'm sure yeah. you can find some people that are crazy enough anyway um, music also a great way to evangelize especially young people oh yeah Father Peter so good to have you with us here in Canada in our Salt and Light uh, studio Father Peteris Skudra he's the director of Radio Maria Thank you very much. That was a conversation I had with Father Peter Skudra, director of Radio Maria Latvia, last week in our Salt and Light Hour studio. You can learn more about their work and tune in to Radio Maria Latvia at rml.lv. Here now is another featured group from Latvia that Father Peter mentioned, Ex Animo, with Esi Sveishinata Maria, which means Hail Mary, from their album Mes Ludsam which means we are asked. Tu esi starp sievietēm svetītāhā Un svetīts ir tāvās miesas augmis Jēzus Svētā Marija Dieva māte Lūdz pa mums grēcīniekiem Tagad tur mūsu nāvi stundā āmen Sveicinātā Marija, žēlastības pīlnā, kungs ir ar tevi, 
Viesis tāk sievietēm svētītā Un svētīts ir tāvas miesas auglis Jēzus Svētā Marija Dieva māte Lūdz par mums grēcīniekiem Tagad tur mūsu nāves stundāmen We're listening to Ex Animal with their version of Hail Mary from their album We Are Asked. And that concludes this special edition of the Salt and Light Hour. Learn all about Salt and Light at our website, saltandlighttv.org. And when you're there, visit our show page, saltandlighttv.org radio. If you have any questions or comments or just to say hello, reach out to me through Facebook or Twitter. Thank you for listening to this special edition of the Salt and Light Hour. I'm Deacon Pedro.